You're now tuned in to the Desire to Trade podcast, a show where we bring you the best figures of the trading world and teach you how you can become a successful trader. This is your host, Etienne Kret. Welcome everyone. So this week we're going to talk about the topic I'm really not familiar with, but I'm really interested in it. It's automated trading systems. So I have a special guest with me today. His name is Kirill Iremenko. He's a data scientist as well as a forex system expert. So hi, Kirill, how are you doing? Hi, Etienne. Thank you for having me. So the first thing I want to ask you is what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote is very relevant to this topic is there's a limit to how much you can save, but there's no limit to how much you can earn. And that quote is by Ramit Sethi. So what's going on these days? What are you working on exactly? <laughs> Good question. Well, summer is coming in Brisbane, Australia. So I'm in Australia and getting ready for summer. Just got a new bike. So riding that, what else am I doing? Planning on doing some wakeboarding, playing some golf. In terms of work, so there's a couple of things going on. I'm re-optimizing some strategies at the moment. Just had some uh, good results overnight. Um, what else? Creating a new course. So I also teach courses on um, Forex trading, creating a new course, which is going to be released uh, this month, I hope. And yeah, just uh, rebuilding some platforms online. So, you know, slowly getting there, slowly getting there. So now I saw on your, on your biography, you are a data, a data scientist as well as a Forex system expert. So what that's exactly correct. is a data scientist? Oh, that, that, that's a good question. And we could go on forever about that. But in short, a data scientist is a person who analyzes data to drive insights, whether it's uh, for businesses or for people or organizations on how certain things are happening. So basically insights into it could be behavioral patterns of people. It could be business processes, but you drive those insights from the data. So from the facts and it's, it's a really interesting field. It's booming right now because there's so much data around the world. And like a great example of what data scientists do is, you know, those Facebook ads, when you go into Facebook and you see an ad there and it actually is advertising to you. And it, it feels like that ad knows you better than you know yourself. Like, how does that ad know that I was, I'm interested in uh, you know, red sneakers, for example? That's because they gather all the data they have on you, all the data that's available online, all, all the data on your behavioral patterns, and they're like, this person needs red sneakers. And it gets freaky to some point at, <laughs> at some level, but that's where the world's going. So it's a great, great place to be. Hmm. And how do you apply data science to forex trading or trading in general? That's a very powerful combination. It personally, I've found, and I'm pretty lucky that I have interest in both these fields and I have been developing uh, them in parallel. And now, finally, when I have uh, all of the expertise from both sides, I can combine it. And it's super powerful. And the way I apply it is uh, through automated uh, trading. So because I can, uh, all of my strategies are programmed into Forex robots or expert advisors, I can then optimize them and backtest them and uh, look at their performance, understand it, and then apply data science techniques like modeling, you know, statistical analysis to derive the maximum from these robots so to make them work at their most efficient level. Cool. We'll jump on that later for sure. But I, I want to know first, how did you start trading? How I started trading? It's a long time. It's been a long time. Back in 2007, it was April 2007, and 
I was still living back in Moscow in Russia uh, and my parents came back from a Forex exchange expo. So they have these expositions around the world on Forex trading and they brought these CDs. Uh, I think it was Alpari at the time and uh, they had MetaTrader on the MetaTrader 4 on them. My mom, it was my mom's idea. She said, oh, this is, you know, this could bring you financial freedom and independence. And I looked at it and I thought, oh, you know, it's, it looks like a scam. And she's like, no, no, give it a go. And I give it a go. And I got addicted. Like that's probably the problem of trading that it's so simple that you get addicted so quickly. And yeah, so that's how I started. And it's been over eight years. I can't imagine eight years now. At that time, were you trading manually or through a system? Uh, yeah, no, I was trading manually like everybody because I didn't know anything. So I was just uh, poking around on a demo account. And I remember, I think I had a, like, I opened a, a British pound dollar uh, trade and it was on a demo account and it was um, overnight. It went really well or over a couple of hours, it went really well. And I was like, whoa, I could be earning real money and like instantly uh, fell in love with Forex trading. And um, yeah, for about, I would say half a year or just over that, I was trading manually all the time. And how was, how was the start? How was the learning process after? It was a very quick learning curve. Okay. <laughs> I would say steep learning curve downwards, I guess. So you learn how to use the platform and stuff like that, and you get more and more confident. But at the same time, you plummet in terms of uh, your actual understanding what, what you're doing and your self-control. And um, once I put my first $100 on uh, a real account, I lost them within a, a week or two. Then I put $300, I lost them within a week or two. But then I had enough self-control to say, all right, you got to stop this, step back and understand exactly what I want. And, you know, I started uh, looking into algorithmic trading. So I kind of paused my real trading for about eight months until I, or eight months or more until I fully understood like the main covenants of, I actually understood, like I, I believe there's five main covenants uh, to uh, trading, to successful trading. And uh, within those eight months, I understood four. And unfortunately, not the main, not the, not the main one. And, uh, but still, like I got to a really good level and I became social. I started trading journal. I uh, found a partner for Forex trading. We started developing algorithmic trading systems. And uh, by... By the end of 2008, that's when I really started trading big money. Oh, big money. It didn't start as big money. It was only $1,000, but it really, within three months, it grew to $15,000 with algorithmic trading systems. You said you had $3,000 and it turned into $15,000 in... $1,000 into $15,000 in three months. In three months. Okay. Yeah. And how did you do that? <laughs> magic. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, how that happened was I had some algorithmic training systems that I developed and we, we well, I should say we developed with my partner at the time, my tra trading partner, which is a, really good to have somebody who's pushing you, somebody who you can bounce ideas off. I think that trading is a very social thing. So that's one of my covenants that uh, you've got to be social when you're trading. And the way that came to be, so from November 2008 to January, sorry, yeah, from November 2008 to January slash February 2009, I grew my account from 1000 to 15. He grew his from 2000 to $30,000. But the problem there was that we didn't at the time yet 
appreciate the main covenant of money management. That's the number, number one thing that I put above everything else right now, even above trading strategy, and that is money management. We were very aggressive about our money management because we did not understand it. We used the Larry Williams method blindly. And in February 2009, somewhere around the end of the month, overnight, one, one night I went to bed, I had $15,000. The next morning, I had $5,000. So I lost 66% of my balance overnight. Mm-hmm. And that's 10000 bucks in one night. And you know, for a person, I think I was, how old was I? I was 20, 20 no, yeah, 20 years old. And you know, for a twenty-year-old losing ten grand overnight is a is a pretty big thing. <laughs> it's pretty expensive, yeah. Yeah. So, what is your main trading style today? What time frame do you trade? That's a good uh, good question. My main trading style is day trading. So I trade mostly M15. So I don't go below M15. Rarely, very rarely, because there's a lot of noise. Uh, I'm a big believer in um, signals, as in um, what are they called? Analyzing the forex market as if it were a signal, like, like a radio signal or an electrical signal. So applying those principles. And once you go below M5, there's a lot of things like attenuation and lots of noise that gets in the way. M15, sometimes H1, so one hourly time frame. Rarely go above H1, sometimes H4, but that's just to check them, confirm, well, not confirm, like look at the long-term trends and so on, so you're not trading against a trend. The main trading style is scalping. So uh, sometimes I mix in some strategies which are um, a bit more like for the full day. So they hold the uh, trade open for a couple of hours, but otherwise mostly trades open and close within, hmm, I would say within an hour tops. So uh, the ideal is to get it done and dusted within a couple of minutes. And like we can go, we probably will go more into that just now. Uh, but the main uh, reason for that is that I believe in numbers. The more, the better. So if, if, I, if I were to hold a trade for a day, two days, a week, a month, then that means generally, statistically speaking, I'll have less trades. That means my strategy will be less reliable. And um, yeah, so mostly scalping, mostly M15 to one hourly time frames. Mm-hmm. And how do you use like a robot or an expert advisor to trade? Do you have to start it every day or what's the problem? No, no. I actually have a virtual private server where I host my MetaTrader 4s. And yeah, so the robots just run there 24-7 and it's all set up. So uh, like automation, <laughs> automation isn't just about automating your trading. It's autom- autom- about automating everything around your trading. Even my virtual private server is automated and like I have instructions on how to do that. My virtual private server is automated to the level that if it crashes while I'm asleep, it'll automatically restart, reboot my MetaTrader 4s, reboot my expert advisors, that all the time there is another expert advisor, which is called the watchdog, and it's constantly monitoring that there's a connection to the trade servers that my robots are actually trading. So yeah, no, I don't have to launch them every day. I don't even look at them every day, to be honest. Hmm. And how many trades do you take every day or every week, let's say? Another good question. It depends on seasonality, depends on where the market is at, how many robots I have going. So it can be ranged from anywhere from I completely shut down my expert advisors for a period of time, like say Christmas, New Year's and so on. So what's the point of trading there when there's no liquidity in the market and uh, the volatility is high? Two, I've had uh, periods when uh, my expert advisors were conducting 10 slash 20 trades a day for a prolonged period of time. So um, my, I think my record was six months 
And I had over 2,600 trades in six months. So you can do the math behind that. That's, you know, over 10, over 10 trades per day, somewhere around 20 trades per day, if you look at working days only. So yeah, that's, it can range. So how do we start with automated trading? Like what's, what are the main, uh, main component of it? Okay, so the way anybody would start of algorithmic trading, and uh, <laughs> I promised myself I'd say this, that even though I am a big, huge advocate of algorithmic trading, I, you still got to understand, and this is to everybody listening, that it's not for everybody. The algorithmic trading is a, it's a style it's a lifestyle choice. It's a style of trading choice. It's, it, de- it really depends, your success in algorithmic trading really depends on the type of person you are. And there are a lot of great things about manual trading. For instance, that you're in manual trading, you use the, the most powerful computer on the planet, which is your brain. Uh, it is predicted, according to Moore's Law, and you can look it up, that uh, Gordon Moore, who invent, invented Intel in 1965, uh, he also came up with a concept in 1968, which was later called Moore's Law, uh, which states that the average computer doubles in processing power every 18 months, and also every 18 months it halves in price. So according to Moore's Law, if you and, and that law has held true all the way from 1968 up until now, if you extrapolate Moore's Law, you will see that the first computer as powerful as a human's brain, will only be released around 2025. So that's 10 years from now, and like affordable computer. And so until then, the most powerful computer that you have is on your shoulders, your head. And when you're using manual trading, you're applying that computer. And lots of other things like you develop uh, discipline and self-control, and you're really good at pattern recognition. But if you do want to explore algorithmic trading, and it might be a good idea to just understand what it is, to understand whether it's not for you or not for you, yeah, then the best way to kind of get started is to somehow, if you're good at programming, to automate your own trading strategy. And I really believe in if you're going to get into algorithmic trading, then it's a good idea to at least to at a basic level to understand programming so you kind of understand how strategies are created and you develop that logical mindset. Uh, But otherwise... You know, you just plow ahead and you just experiment, experiment, experiment with algorithmic trading, of course, on a demo account. And I stress this a lot that (laughs) I spent a lot of time on a demo account and then on tiny little accounts because you are going to lose money. Uh, When you come to Forex market, regardless of how you're trading, you're going to lose money. So do not rush into it. Trading is about patience. And how do you create a strategy? How do you decide on what you want to trade? Okay, so... When you're getting into forex trading, and this is for like very, people that are very, very starting off, because if you're already in the game and you already know what you're doing, you, you, know, you really can research strategies. You can find them. You can, you know, what it called? was it called? Backward engineer, backward engineer them? <laughs> Deconstruct strategies and uh, optimize them to yourself. But if you're just starting into uh, forex trading, then the way to uh, create a strategy, well, you pick a currency pair, right? And you sit and you watch it. And you look at its patterns. You look at what's going on with it. You look at the different time zones, the different time frames. And slowly but surely, if you do that for a couple of weeks, your brain is such a wonderful thing that eventually it will come up. It will, it will show you the patterns. You will see them. And you will see patterns that no machine in the world can see because that is how your brain has developed through the evolutionary process over hundreds of thousands of generations of over 3 million years. And once you see those patterns, then you start, you know, maybe use something like a Forex tester too, to, you know, test them manually, but in a quick way. Then, then you move on to 
getting either yourself to uh, program that strategy or getting somebody to program it. But you start with little things. Like there are patterns everywhere, especially like majors like British pound dollar or personally, I really like currencies. This is uh, probably an insight, another insight into my trading. I like currencies with where you cross a major currency with a like a resource currency, right? A commodity currency, commodity-based currency. So you cross, for instance, British pound with uh, the Canadian. You got three commodity countries. Uh, you got the Canadian, Australian, and New Zealand dollar. So I haven't had much. I, I'm not really friends with the New Zealand dollar, dollar, but Canadian, Australian. So if you cross Euro with Canadian or Australian, or you cross British pound with Canadian or Australian, or sometimes if you cross American dollar with Canadian or Australian, you know, I kind of like the patterns that those currencies experience because you don't have two majors in one currency pair and they're not like fighting all the time and they're not sporadic. You have a commodity currency pair which has its own pattern and you've got a major which has its own pattern. And personally, I think that together uh, they work really well. So um, that's that's what, what I kind of look at sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so are you saying that you only trade based on candlestick pattern or you also use indicator in your trading? No, 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 no. I don't mean candlestick patterns as in candlestick patterns as in like head and shoulders and stuff like that. Patterns, I mean dependencies. You, you throw in an indicator and you look at the patterns of the indicator or you throw in um, uh, or even patterns like time patterns like, you know, does the British pound dollar, does the... Um, London session open with the British pound dollar going up or down and what happens to the British pound dollar f- further on down track. Just, you know, random ideas like that. So patterns means basically anything that recurs on a regular basis over a um, certain period of time that you think you can exploit. So then you've put that in, I guess, in, in the script and everything. And then how do you test it? Uh, <laughs> well, that can go on forever. I mean, like we can go on about that forever. Like, how do you test it? Well, you run some back tests to you, you select a period of time depending on the time frame you're trading. So if it's an M15 time frame, then you might select two months. If it's an hourly time frame, you might select a bit longer time frame, or or you might select a couple of weeks depending on what style you're engaging in. And then you do some back tests, you do some optimization, you do some forward tests, you do some live tests, and yeah, and then. So <laughs> there's a whole process behind it, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to like uh, mention my courses or anything. But you know, when we get to that, I have a course on how to do that. But I probably shouldn't go into it right now. It, it will take a while. Mm-hmm. So how accurate can these robot or expert advisor be? Like accurate. Okay, so accurate is probably I wouldn't describe robots as accurate. Like. What you got to understand, and this is like I'm talking to everybody who's listening, is that expert advisors are going to still have incur losses. That's the way they're designed. Or that's my philosophy around trading. You cannot avoid losses. What expert advisors offer, probably let's get this out of the way first. What expert advisors offer is just a convenience mechanism for you not to sit in front of your computer, right? So they just do your work for you. You can sit down and theoretically do the same trading yourself manually, or you can delegate it to an expert advisor. What that gives you is three amazing advantages of algorithmic trading that I completely admire, which are freedom of time. You're free to go and do whatever you want. Your psychology and emotions are not involved because robots don't have psychology and emotions. They just do what they're told. Whereas you, as a person, you are always subject to psychology and emotions. And even if you can control them, they still will affect and impact your mood later on. And you know, you'll know you be happy about the wins. You'll be upset about the losses, which is completely not correct when it comes to trading. 
from my point of view. And also portfolio of strategies and backtesting optimization. So you have these advantages that you can actually verify your algorithms using um, algorithmic training systems. Now, moving back to the question of accuracy. So this brings us to the notion that robots will inevitably incur losses. It's normal. And that's how personally I design them that I don't care that they incur losses as long as statistically speaking over the long term, my expected return is above zero right? So that they incur more profits than losses on average, statistically. And that is where my favorite concept, I think I have my favorite life concept of uh, law of large numbers comes into play. So the law of large numbers is a mathematical principle, which states that if, if you increase the number of, of observations of a random event, then the expected or the average value of some certain measure will be coming closer and closer and closer to the expected value of that same measure. I'll give you an example. If you take a coin and you flip it 10 times, like we know that the expected value of a coin toss is 50-50, heads and tails, right? If you flip it 10 times, then you might get like 70 to 30 because seven of them were heads and three of them were tails. If you flip it 100, you might get 52 and 48, right? So um, you're not 50-50, but you're already closer to 50-50. You flip, if you flip it 10,000 times, you will be very, very, very close to 50-50 because the probability of deviating from the expected value is very low. Same thing in trading. That's the main principle I apply to algorithmic trading. The more, the better. If I have 10 trades in a week, or not a week, let's say if if I have 10 trades in a month, right, then there is a high chance that they will deviate from my expected values, right? If I have 100 trades, there's a lower chance. If I have 1,000 trades, even lower chance. And same thing applies to, going back again to the question of accuracy, robots are not necessarily accurate, but the, or you can't, like I wouldn't say, I wouldn't have a measure of accuracy for robots. I wouldn't determine, define a measure of accuracy. What I would say is that you have expected results and how confident, so confidence is the main word that I use, how confident are you about your uh, expert advisors achieving these expected results in the long run? Well, if you've done your backtest and in your backtest you only have 10 trades, well, then guess what? Your expected results have no statistical significance. But if in your backtest you had 1,000 trades over two months, then, which is an exaggeration, but still, then what that means is that your expected results, so what you actually see in the backtest, is statistically significant and meaning that when you apply it going forward, if you still have approximately roughly the same number of trades, you have a very high level of confidence, which can, statistically speaking, can be 95%, can be 98 99%, that in the future, your experts, as long as market conditions hold constant, as they are now, your experts will be yielding the same returns, the same statistical measures as they were in the backtest. And that is my main philosophy about algorithmic trading, that the more, the better. That's why I do day trading. That's why I aim for a huge number of trades. And um, yeah, I hope that answers your question about accuracy. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, that's pretty good. Now, can you make a script for any trading strategy or are there something that you cannot really use for automated trading? Anything, anything. As long as you can write it down on a piece of paper and you can write down the rules on a piece of paper, either I or, you know, some, some other programmer can program it and it'll be an algorithmic training system. So does that mean you could even use candlestick pattern for... Anything. Oh, candlestick yeah. patterns, anything. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. And so how do you prevent the fact of uh, waking up with 
$10,000 less in your bank account. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. How do I prevent that? Money management. So now, number one, uh, I keep saying this word covenant or rule of trading is money management. If you're going to be serious about trading, you got to know how much you're risking and you got to be prepared for the worst case scenario. So you got to be prepared that when you wake up in the morning, all everything went wrong, you got to be comfortable with the amount that you lost. As long as that's cool, then you'll be fine. So yeah, that's my answer, money management. And what is an amount that you're comfortable losing or a percentage of your stake? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's kind of... Uh, a bit of personal question, so I probably won't go into too much depth, but I do have a certain, what are they called, frameworks in place that ideally or are designed to prevent me from losing the amount that I specify. So whether it's 5% of my balance or 15 or 30, but yeah, once again, I, I won't go into detail on that. Pretty cool. Now, I know that for a lot of people out there, when you talk about programming, it's, it's kind of a hard topic for a lot of people. I know I used to do programming, so I'm not that bad, but for some people, I know it's pretty pretty hard to understand like the notion of programming. So would you say anyone can learn to, uh, to program or to code pretty easily or? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't promise that to anybody. I agree that there are people that have that mindset that is more adjustable to programming. There are other people who, you know, are great at other things like philosophy and more of these non-mathematical subjects. And that's why I originally mentioned that you got manual trading, which is also very, very powerful. And, and a lot of people are see success with manual trading. But if you do want to get into algorithmic trading, but you're not good at programming, like you've tried and you can see that, you know, this is not for you, but you still, you can still see the passion and drive for algorithmic trading. Then there's lots of services out there. There's lots of freelancers. There's lots of ready made expert advisors, which are maintained. And like, I'm not advocating going and purchasing commercial robots, but I'm saying that there are options for people that are passionate about algorithmic trading, but don't uh, have the skills to master the programming side of it. So not everything's lost time. There are always options. And once you go, let's say one, one expert advisor, can you translate it or put it to another currency pay or another time frame, or you have to look at something completely different after? No, you can. Um, depends okay. on the expert advisor and depends on what patterns it's exploiting. But I often do that, that I have an expert advisor for one currency pair, and then I check how it performs on another currency pair. And sometimes you see surprising results. Sometimes it's even better. And time frames, and you just got to re-optimize, of course. You got to adjust it, not programmatically, but... Uh, you got to adjust the parameters. You got to do the back test optimization, forward test, real life tests, and so on uh, again, and be diligent about the process. So not just blindly take what you have for one current pair and put it onto another. If you go through the same process and you see great results, then personally, I, I've never seen a problem with that. And what uh, what maintenance do you have to do for your expert advisor? Do you have to review it every couple of days, or every couple of days would be a bit of an overkill. You do need to do maintenance, I would say, depending once again on the expert advisor, the time frame that you're, uh, that it's running on, I would say once a fortnight, like once every two weeks, maybe once a month. Some expert advisors might require more frequent maintenance, like once a, once a week, but that's, that's very hardcore scalpers. So I would say once, if you check on it once every two weeks and you run some, what I call them is optimizations like rolling optimization. So when you, your expert advisor is running, but you still do another optimization 
regardless, and you see if there are any better parameters that you can find that, uh, than the ones that are currently running. And if you do find better parameters or more, more stable parameters or statistically more significant parameters, then what you can do is you can engage in something called a champion and challenger test. So you have a champion, which is your current expert advisor, and then you introduce a challenger. You take what, what I personally would do is I would take the lot of the champion. So if he's trading with uh, 0.2 lots or he's trading with 20 lots, you, uh, I would halve that and split it between the champion and challenger and observe them in parallel for a pro like a a month or a couple of weeks. And if the challenger is doing better than the champion, then I would get rid of the champion and replace him with the challenger. So what is your lifestyle as a uh, system trader like that? What do you do in your uh, days? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I like I like that one. That's probably one, one of my favorite ones. Uh, what I do, I, I do whatever I want to do. Like I, sometimes I work on the weekend when I feel like it. Um, sometimes, um, like yesterday, I went for a motorbike ride up into the mountains. Uh, sometimes I go wakeboarding or I go, like I live next to a golf course here in Brisbane. So I go and um, go to the driver range, shoot some balls or play some golf, read a book. Yeah, <laughs> lots of things. Like I, I, I really like uh, talking to my students from my courses. I spend a lot of time uh, on uh, forums, uh, not, not forums, more like the um, discussion boards of my courses and I answer questions. They have interesting questions. I, I develop more courses. Like I said, I'm developing um, a course now which should be released uh, hopefully this month, uh, maybe start of, no, it should be released this month. Yeah, lots of things. Spend time with family, travel the world, lots of options. Do whatever you like. It's cool. And yeah, the, there must be something with your course because I just saw you have 18,000, more than 18,000 students. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what's in your course for having that many students. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it came as a bit of a yeah, shock that it got, they got so popular. So I have uh, six courses on Forex trading and they really became popular very quickly and uh, lots of people are signing up. So yeah, I've, I've got a course on uh, introduction to Forex trading. So if you want to learn what Forex trading is in a very engaging and fun manner. So I hate boring courses where the instructor is just like talking uh, just to get, you know, get, get it out of the way. But like, I, I like to make my courses engaging, short and snappy and to the point. Um, and people seem to really <laughs> like that. I've got a course on how to program algorithmic trading systems. If you're interested in that, I've got a course on how to optimize. So everything I talked about now, backtesting, optimization, forward testing, live testing, I've got a course on that and it's got live examples. So it's got, I'm showing everything on my live account. I got a course on setting up your virtual private server for algorithmic trading. And I even have a course on money management, which is one of my later masterpieces. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. One of my later courses, because I really believe in money management. I want to get the word out there that that is the most important part of trading. Mm -hmm. And I have to say those courses are pretty inexpensive when you compare them to a lot of other uh, trading courses. So it's pretty uh, good. Well, thanks. Thank you for that, yeah. Etienne. They're all on, on Udemy, which is a good site for course. Yeah, you can. Uh, so on that, you can check the courses out on Udemy, or you can come check out the courses also on www.forexboat.com. That's F-O-R-E-X-B-O-A-T.com. And um, yeah, uh, platforms undergoing really major changes right now. And hopefully when you get there, you will see a brand new 
Shining platform, which is a community of traders who are interested in algorithmic trading. So how can people find you? Are you on social media as well? Feel free to follow me on Twitter. I'm getting serious about my Twitter uh, now that I've you know <laughs> gotten a lot of things out of the way. This is my goal for the next couple of months to tweet a lot and you know develop that side of my social media. I do have a LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, what else? Google Plus. I uh, have YouTube accounts, but yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn, probably the main ones, and also you know I'm always on Udemy and Forex Boat. Is there anything else you want to add? As a tip for trader, I have one last question for you, but is, is, is there anything else you want to add before? The one tip that I would say is money management. Like above all, don't start trading on a real account unless you know things like Larry Williams and the pitfalls, you know, Ryan Jones, Larry money management, you know, the Kelly criterion and how to apply it to your trading strategy. So that is the number one. Trading strategy comes second. Personally, that's what I've personally found. Cool. So before this last question, I just want to remind the audience that all the show notes for this podcast are available on desiretotrade.com forward slash Kirill. So K-I-R-I-L-L. So you'll find everything there, all the links to the course by, by Kirill and everything we talked about today. And so now my last question, Kirill, if you could give one piece of advice for new trader to thrive in trading or to start automated trading, what would that one piece of advice be? Okay. Automated trading is simple. A lot of people think that algorithmic trading systems have to just have to be complex and have to be like the ones that banks use and huge companies use. That's not true. You, to get started, the best trading strategies, and I think Alexander Elder said this, that the best trading strategy is the one that you can write with a pencil on the back of a stamp that you put onto an envelope. So algorithmic trading and developing strategies can and should be really simple. So don't overcomplicate things. That's one, my one piece of advice for those venturing into the world of algorithmic trading. And one last thing, would you, would you have any book to recommend for trader? Uh, books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> books, uh, Theory of Chaos. Uh, that would be, that's a pretty good book. Uh, what else? I'm reading one, Cyclic Analytics for Traders, but that's that's a very complicated book. That's for people who are really, really into mathematics and want to understand that. If you're into technical analysis, there's a good book by Jack Schwager. I don't really remember the name right now. It's a huge book on everything about technical analysis. It's quite old now, but uh, still you can pick up. It's like an encyclopedia of technical analysis, so maybe check that out. But probably one book that I will recommend it's not a book related directly to trading, but it's a book that will benefit you in the long run. It's called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so if you have a job and uh, you need to you know, juggle that around with trading that, or, or you're just trading and you need to juggle out around your priorities with trading, that book will teach you how to manage your time, how to manage your emails, how to you know, develop a great lifestyle for yourself. So in terms of lifestyle and trading lifestyle, that's a really good book. Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. I have to agree with that last book for sure. All right, so that's about it for the interview. I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Disorder Trade Podcast. Thank you. Hi guys, just a quick announcement here. I ended up talking with Kirill right after the podcast and he came up with something really nice. For all the listeners of the Disorder Trade Podcast, you'll be able to get 90% off his course on Udemy. 
90% of his course. Simply type in disartertrade.com forward slash Kirill course, K-I-R-I-L-L course, and you'll be able to get right away to the Udemy page with 90% off his course. So check that out. I really hope you'll grab it. And again, that's disartertrade.com forward slash Kirill course. All right, take a look at this and I'll see you in the next episode of the Disaster Trade Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Desire to Trade Podcast. To get all the information on this show, free articles, and unique resources, make sure to check out www.desiretotrade.com and subscribe. Please leave us a review and let us know what you thought about the show. It's time to become the best trader you can be. See you next time.